1: Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
0: hi ho good afternoon. It's Sean Kreitz, Fort McMurray Matters here. The one and only, truly yours, Mayor Sandy Bowman. He is on the program via the telephone. Thank you, Sir Graham Alexander Bell. I think you invented that bad boy. Sandy Bowman, how's it going today?
1: Good, good, Sean. How are you today?
0: I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It's nice to speak with you. Uh, it was a snowy council last night. Did everyone make it in? How was the turnout?
1: Yeah, it was a uh, packed house. It's probably one of the most attended council meetings we've had uh, in the last uh, year and a half. So the the snow didn't keep people away. So uh, I'm glad to see that, and glad to see the community engagement, um, and having that many people in the council really shows uh, that we're dealing you know, with some important issues and the community is engaged and wants to give their give us their opinions, but also um, let us know what they want in their community.
0: Yeah, it's really encouraging to see that a lot of people care, I guess, about the region and uh, having their voices heard and everything. How has how this turned out compared to, like, other ones? So almost like every seat was filled, how about some other ones? Uh, is it Does it just depend on what's being discussed?
1: It depends on what's being discussed, really. Um, and the more engaged the community is, and, and really um, – I find a council meeting with this much attendance and this much participation um, really gives value to the decisions that are made um, that night because it goes back to what the community wants. And it's easy, anybody in the community that's a community member, if you have want your voice heard, um, this is open mic. It's your time. If we're discussing a topic, you get a chance to come in, give us your views, give us your experiences, give, your, give us your recommendations, um, and you have your time to do that and uh, be heard and be part of the debate.
0: And just quickly, can you just show up and, like, sign up to speak, or do you have to do it beforehand?
1: Uh, you can pre-register uh, for council meetings, or you can show up before the council meeting and sign up with the light services. Um, or you can just uh, sign up before that item becomes on the agenda. So it's pretty open. Um, the only thing we can't do is tell you when that item's going to come up, because we don't know how long each, each item is going to take on the agenda.
0: Right, 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 right. No, nope, that makes sense. Let's wrap up winter play. So that happened and just finished up uh, a week or so ago. How did it all go this year?
1: Phenomenal. Uh, it re- really was really put it apart this year from other years is it was held during the the uh, the kid their, the students break. So a lot of kids were off all week. So it really extended it to instead of a weekend event to a, almost a whole week. So I heard a lot of positive from the community. I mean, the uh, shooting with SNI is always a huge event. Um, it was, it was one of those things, one of those events that as a northern community is something you can really celebrate, and the weather for it was great, so um, it was definitely uh, something we can definitely uh, look forward to in the, in the future, hoping planned around the, the school break again, and just a shout out to uh, Councillor Ken Ball, his team, his team won, won the uh, divisions, so uh, <laughs> he's still pretty proud of that, and he'll be proud of that for the next year.
0: Is going to bring it up every meeting or something? Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess it's
0: always <laughs> just trotting the trophy around or whatever he gets, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get a talk last week, so just a couple quick hitters maybe here. I, I see that some money was received through grant for homelessness, and uh, do you do you have an idea how much was uh, received and any plans right now, or is that to be discussed?
1: Oh, that's already been. Uh it's already in the process of being divided up between the different organizations. So all those different associations that work with our homelessness um, issues in our community, uh, the total of 5.3 million, and it's divided up between uh, like a CIP funding application between all those those groups in town that, that help with homelessness and uh, kind of relocate our, our residents. Um, it's something we really support in this community and it's something everybody supports, whether you're a, a resident downtown business owner or anything, you want to see people get that, the right help, especially where, we're in Northern community, as we talked about earlier. Um, this isn't the kind of weather you want anybody outside in. So we're really thankful. We have some great organizations in the community and we're proud of all the work they do.
0: And another quick hitter about, uh, the Northside Twins arena, what was brought forward with that?
1: Uh, Councillor Ken Ball brought that uh, forward as a motion for administration to take that back to uh, look at a basic design of a twin arena um, located at Abraham's Landing. Um, just to deal with the lack of ice for our residents and as we are, Minor Hockey Association actually had to stop taking taking children and registering because there wasn't enough ice time available for them so it's something we're going to look at and see what the cost would be in today's dollars based on what um, that design was back in 2015-16 previous to the fires so uh, we're going to let administration bring that back to us Uh, we just want to explore our options what they are and uh, we'll take a look at then
0: And I understand uh, a couple of important proclamations were made as well. International Day for the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Why do you feel that's important?
1: Yeah, so the International Day for Elimination of Racial Discrimination will be March 21st, uh, 2023 this year. Um, I think it's really important in our region uh, just because we're so diverse. Um, We're as diverse as Toronto is. So it's something we can be really proud of as a community and the diversity we have here. And it's um we want to always make sure we're a safe inclusive for everyone that comes here
0: is uh the armwb doing anything on the 21st
1: i'll have to check um on my schedule i have to look at every day i'm booked i know what i'm doing tomorrow so i will check on the 21st what we're doing that day i'm sure we're doing something
0: for sure and then world theater day was also made there why is that important as well
1: yeah and then world theater day will be uh march 27 2023 um now, I didn't even know too much about work for you today, but it's, we're such a great arts community, and we see our, our arts council do so much work, um, and we see so much beautiful art around the community. I think this is something that um, we can be even known for, is you know, the art around our communities. I don't see what we have in our community um, anywhere else when I travel across the problems and across the country. Um, we also look at our Canal theater and the amazing productions there. I've been there a couple times the last few weeks. And it's literally a sold-out house every night they have an event. So we're definitely a community that supports the arts, um, and we always want to be aware of that.
0: Right on. Two important pieces right there. Ectev gave an update. What did they all have to say?
1: Um, it's great to get these updates. This is something that I think uh, we really look forward to um, as we move forward um, and really see some actual statistics come forward and see some, some things coming forward. We see uh, a lot of... Uh, the jobs created in the community that they've been part of, uh, the international students uh, that have been brought in through Cano, um, it just shows the increase in our, in our region and the interest in our region. And it's more of a focus. What I really like to see now is the focus isn't, isn't uh, why Fort McMurray will Buffalo, but now um, when can we get there, what can we do, and what can we do here? Um, and really, I really like to see that also the focus on local support for, for businesses.
0: And these are quarterly updates, right? So they just come every every couple months.
1: Yeah, and um, that's what we want. We want those updates so we, can, so we can get informed. So we can bring the information to the community, but also a chance to the community to see what what's going on. And it really, uh, like I was saying earlier, really, uh, we're open for business. We want people to know that across the country and across North America.
0: Cool. I also understand kind of a little vie, uh ish was uh, potentially something being built right here by the radio station on Prospect Drive. There's that open piece of land, I believe, at that four-way stop just out here at the Stone Creek Plaza. Uh, what did they all have to bring forward?
1: Yeah, so that's just a, a change of land use amendment. And what's really nice to see in this is that... Um, we really want to support local economic development. We want to support the business in the community. But what I really liked about this is that this project came forward a few years ago, and because of the community engagement, there were some aspects of it that the community didn't like. So a developer went out, um, brought it back to the drawing board, did a lot of extra engagement over and above what they, that they needed to do, and uh, came up with a plan that excluded those things the community didn't want to see. So it's a great... Um, Great example of a, a business, local business owner, local business developer working with the community um, to make sure that everybody's heard and we get they get what they want in their community.
0: Mayor Sandy Bowman on the line here, just going to take a break and then we're going to hop back into what happened at council just the other night. I know we still have to cover the Draper accommodation and the off-highway vehicle discussion.
1: We're back to Fort McMurray Matters, brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
0: And welcome back to uh, Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Over the phone, I have Mayor Sandy Bowman. Uh, We're just discussing everything that happened at council the other night, and we'll hop right back into it. I think this was another big one. Uh, What's all going down with uh, the Draper Flood kind of accommodation plan that's happening?
1: Uh, we had a huge engagement uh, with that last night. A lot of the uh, members of the community in the council chambers were from Draper. A lot of residents I know quite personally now. Um, so I want to thank them personally for coming out last night and especially the Draper residents that came to speak. Um, that's what we need to hear in council is what they need and me what they want, um, and we'll make them comfortable. Uh, so we very much like that. Uh, so what ended up happening was we uh, referred it, we deferred the, the, uh, plans back to administration so they come back with a proposal uh that would look at the actual property appraisals to be done on the on the uh, properties um and then we can look back when they come back uh to who would like to be part of the grant program or the voluntary buyers
0: can you kind of summarize what the residents kind of wanted and needed when they were kind of discussing at the the meeting last night
1: yeah so like they brought up a lot of really excellent points about what the uh what they could look like after after properties are bought out, what they'd like to see in the community, um, even brought up some cost cost saving ideas that um, we do, may not have even thought of um, but really, what they want is uh, certainty and clarity in a, in a direction of where to go, and that's what we want to bring back um, at the in the future and hopefully in the near future. We really um, we're thanking the administration for all the work they've done and put into this, and we're hoping to come back. Um, as soon as they can so we can bring this back to council to bring the residents uh, as kind of some closure on it and direction forward, moving forward to the community.
0: All righty. I saw there was uh, potentially um, some plans for another snow dump in the future budget. Uh, did that get brought forward?
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, we advised the administration to bring it back in the 2024 budget, um, what it would look like and uh, what it would cost and if there's a place for it. Um, that was something uh, – the communities are bringing up with myself and other councillors. Um, several councillors have been quite vocal about it. Um, it's all about safety and efficiency. And when it comes down to just the number of trucks now we have crossing the bridge and going through Upper Gould Boulevard, uh, large industrial trucks hauling snow, um, it makes well, it can may be unsafe. But we also have to look at the costs that we're looking at for um, the small business owners that are hauling the snow from downtown up there. And we look at communities like ANZAC that have to that actually have to ship their snow it's 120 kilometers round trip um from anzac to the snow dump so we want to bring it come back and see what we can do to make this a uh, better system and we'll uh, see what council what the administration brings back and we'll go from there
0: where does the snow get dumped right now
1: on uh, tower road
0: oh right and finally i think this was a big discussion as well along with the draper flood accommodation plan off highway vehicle discussion uh how did that go
1: um, actually went excellent. Uh, we had a lot of community members show up. Um, I mean, my my stance on it's not a secret. I mean, I'm I'm a responsible um, OHV owner. Um, I'm a, and my group of people that I talked with are that I just that i have in talks with all the time are responsible OHV owners. So it was good to hear last night from a lot of the community, a wide range of responsible OHV owners, as well as other residents that are affected by, let's say irresponsible OHV owners. And even, it's, I think it was even a surprise to those responsible owners that were there last night of the challenges our residents face with irresponsible use in the community. Um, so it was kind of a eye opener for a lot of people. Um, we had a lot of people show up in the community um, to engage last night and to speak. That was very well received. Um, and at the end of the day what we came down with was there'll be no change at the moment um it's going to be a balanced approach approach and we want our uh rmwb to work directly with a local riders association that's in the process of being um being formed right now paperwork's been sent in so just waiting to get it back and we always know that the best ideas come from the community um so we hear what responsible owners want and we'll, they'll work directly with our administration on what what's the best path forward um and we look at other models that are very successful in the community look at the term ski club extremely successful our snow drifters is something that has a watering award-winning trails and it's one of some of the those groups there are some we can be proud of as a, as a community so i think this um ohb uh Recreational riders Association is going to be just like that. It's going to be an association we're proud of, and I'm really looking forward to what the ideas they come back with. We have to look at like all the res- so we look at uh, our views and everything. So when I look at it, I'm a responsible owner. People, my friends are responsible riders. Um, we never we don't see the the challenges other residents do. So it's great to have um, engagements like we did last night with all the communities showing up. So we get views from all the residents. We can use then and every resident in the community. Their view needs to be considered.
0: What were some of the challenges that, like, residents brought up?
1: Well, one of the big ones that, um, surprising to myself and a lot of people, are the amount of OHVs on the Birchwood trails. So that's something we're going to have to deal with um, in the near future here. But um, our mandate always is to be make sure it's a safe community, um, and we want to make sure that we're respecting all our residents, and, and that might, and that also means our responsible OHV riders. So those. We want that group there to work directly with our um, administration to bring back, bring ideas forward as a, as we a move forward for stuff that's going to work for them and work for us, the, the community. Because speaking to them, they they have ideas that are far beyond what we could um, just come up with here. So let's uh, let's work with them, and uh, we'll keep that path moving forward. And I'll always advocate for responsible riders in town. But I mean, laws are, are laws. Laws are only good for people to follow them. So we can make as much rules as we want, but if people aren't going to follow them, it's not going to make a difference. So as we move forward, we'll still, I'll still advocate for our, our responsible OHP riders. I'll we'll still fight for their rights, um, for their right um, to, to uh, enjoy the boreal forest we're surrounded by. Um, so we'll keep working forward and, uh, and hope things work out for um, our responsible riders, as well as the residents that are being affected by irresponsible riders.
0: And what is uh, what is the main thing put being put forward that like OHV riders want? Do they want to ride within town, or they want to ride on trails, or what was the main discussion uh, for it?
1: Um, the main discussion last night was just uh, access to trails um, from the urban service area. So it's quite a big conversation with a lot of aspects to it and a lot of ideas. Um, so we're going to see what they come back with to administration and. Well, they'll work together with our administration, the actual rider association themselves, and they'll come back with a common sense approach of what's going to work for for everyone. Um, and like I know, I'm, I'm the mayor of the region of Pallu, Buffalo, so I'm going to represent everyone in the community. And what we've seen last night is there's definitely a problem with irresponsible riding in the community.
0: And uh, apologies, did you say what the uh, rough timeline was for this, What uh, for uh, the next step and stuff?
1: Um, we've uh, asked the administration to come back within 90 days with a report um, with uh, working with the uh, OHV Riders Association. So they'll come back with a report on what works for everyone and then we'll go from there.
0: And then it'll just be kind of the same type of situation brought forward in council and another discussion on what they bring forward?
1: Yeah, they'll work forward on what they're going to do and then uh, like, like that Riders Association will be Basically, form the same as we see the snow drifters, how they work community and the Tremblant Ski Club, how they work. Uh, we've seen the mushing uh, uh, clubs last night, the dog sled clubs, um, got their views as well. So we're hoping this this organization will be an association that's as beneficial to the community as the other ones.
0: Very awesome. Hey, anything within uh, this meeting that we haven't covered yet? Here, I I think I ran through all my questions. Anything we perhaps missed?
1: No, it pretty much covers it. We started at 4 o'clock and got at at 11.30, so it's quite intensive. <laughs> but but I was wearing my Oil Barons jersey, and I'll be wearing it again tonight. Uh, Oil Barons are up 2-1 in the series. Game 4 is at the center fireplace, so um, I'll be there this evening cheering for the Oil Barons.
0: Right on. That's right. Puck drop 7.30. Go, Oil Barons go. They've uh, taken a lead in the series as the underdogs here. We absolutely love to see it, and uh, yeah, couldn't have said it better. Thank you again, Mayor Sandy Bowen.